Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Bridie Tanner. <laughs> Film Lords, Jen and Andre, joining me via video link. Good morning to you both. I've been binging Britney Spears. What have you been binging? Good morning. <laughs> yeah, Nothing. namely conspiracy videos. I've been famously saying that this is the best time to not watch movies. I've been trying to come up with a, a like a manifesto or a theory about this, but basically what I'm getting to is that don't watch movies right now. You need to engage with things on a deeper level, and movies do not offer that. Period. Take, take long walks and listen to Fetch the Bolt Cutters, honestly. Exactly. It's been very hard to focus on movies with this new Fiona Apple album that's come out. I mean, who has time to do anything? Yeah, uh, 10 out of 10, the first time Pitchfork has given uh, a solid 10 on in like five years or something like that to an album. So, But this is Movies, but, Movies, Movies. We should probably uh, get oh, into fine. it. Let's talk about movies. We'll find something to talk about. Movie news. So the biggest movie cliche right now is to watch the movie Contagion, which people saying sort of predicted the thing we're experiencing right now. I thought it would be cool if you film lords could give us some alternatives to Contagion. If we feel like we're a bit more of an alternative person, we don't like fitting into the mould as much. What have you got for us, Andre? For 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 for. Well, like I said before. I would even just steer clear of any kind of movies and I would just go straight to Fiona Apple's new album, Fetch the Bolt Cutters. But if you are a dedicated film lord, I would take this time to watch that TV show that everyone has been bullying you to watch. And that can include The Wire, Fleabag Seasons 1 and 2. I wouldn't go as far as to watch Game of Thrones because I do have a life or Breaking Bad. But I've also been enjoying Better Call Saul, which is the prequel to Breaking Bad for all of you bros out there who want to watch some high art TV. Jen, what about you? Well, Bridie, I think, hit the nail on the head when you told me last night that you are engaged with Twin Peaks Season 3. Yeah, mm. But yeah. people, I don't think you need to watch the first two seasons, to be honest. Fast How forward. are you finding it? Oh, I love Twin Peaks Season 3. I love I love all of it. And I, I felt like a bit of embarrassed, like a basic bitch, to tell you that I was watching Twin Peaks. I was so relieved to hear that you actually rate that show and... Uh, I have a bit of street cred among the film lords in my life. It's a little bit too dark for me at the moment. I don't want to watch anything with a haunted house. I don't want to be paranoid. I don't want to watch The Ring. But if you're going to watch a Steven Soderbergh movie who is the director of Contagion, I would steer clear of Unsane, where everyone is locked up in a hospital. That seems like an absolute nightmare. Instead, I would say maybe watch The Laundromat, which is available on Netflix. But Steven Jen. Soderbergh's... What? Uh, You're wrong again. If you're going to watch oh, Steven Soderbergh, you have to watch some of his real early indie digicam films from like the early 2000s, especially Bubble. It's extremely hard to find. Anyway, Steven Soderbergh is spearheading the Directors Guild Task Force that's going to be looking into how and when people can safely go back to work in the industry. Um, and that was the actual news we had. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, you actually sound like you're in a haunted house right now, Jen, because of the <laughs> echo in that room. <laughs> If this isn't too much. <laughs> um, I, I hear there's a bit of sad news. Um, one of the re- films we reviewed a couple of weeks ago, someone has passed away. Yeah, Addie Bournemouth, who's also known on Instagram as Gay Vape Shark, Meme Lord and Star of Bottom Text, which we reviewed as kind of essential quarantine viewing. It's a really good show to put on in isolation because the shows are just like long and rambling. They go on in the background and 
you can watch them for free on Adult Swim. But she passed away and the memes live on. Go check them out. But it made us think, and I know I've been checking in with my friends, but um, of different ways you can use movies as a way to check in with friends that maybe are experiencing some MH issues at the moment. Call them up, watch them Watch a movie with loudspeaker on or something. Watch our movies. Watch bins on seventhgallery.org. Sorry, plug. But mm, I know that you know. I'm definitely going to FaceTime my sister and we're going to watch Marriage Story together. Daddy issues. Oh <laughs> yeah, do what you need to in this time. Uh, just quickly, while we're still on movie news, in the local scene, what's happening with uh, filmmakers? Are they able to access some of the some of the government benefits that are going around right now? So in further sad news, it's actually a nightmare, Brady. The government isn't going to make JobKeeper available to people in the film industry because a lot of work in the film industry is contracted as we all know all productions have been ceased including many tv shows and blockbuster movies we were gonna have the elvis presley film be shot at the moment and then tom hanks got covid there's a hundred projects that have been shut down the abc estimated thirty thousand people have lost their jobs three billion dollars a year have gone and a lot of these people do up to eight projects a year working the hardest hours possible 10 12 back-breaking days unforgivable location with like undercover weinsteins as their bosses and now the government's also going to screw them so I don't know what you can do. A lot of people in the industry have been posting photos of them at doing their jobs. That doesn't seem like enough. Um, but, I mean, a lot of people are like, well, tell me that film and TV isn't essential. The moment that I uh, yeah. got home, I was turning it on. I was watching it. And I know people think that it's just like a, some cruisy sector that uh, people are in hedonistically. But a lot of passion goes in, a lot of love. People think it's really important, like us. Yeah. Jen, were there, were there any TV shows or any productions that you were holding out for that have been ceased? I think we might have asked this question, but I'm just wondering, like, I mean, apart from Saturday Night Live, which we're only <laughs> going to get through Instagram, what are we missing out on at the moment? I was really looking forward to seeing Black Widow. I'm not like, a Marvel bay, but bam, I was debate about it. That's true. I, I was so keen to see Mulan on the 26th of March, and uh, indefinite release date is what I'm getting from them. That's really sad. If there's something that you were looking out, uh, looking forward to seeing that is no longer coming out, at least not now, text in 0409 945 945. Maybe we can do our best to sort of scratch mm. the itch for you and or predict how the movie was going to end. One. No, no, no. Two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Lord Andre will be reviewing first, looking at the Charlie XCX music video, which you can find on YouTube for forever. Onge, I saw this last <laughs> night. Tell us Howdy. about it. Yeah. So uh, if, for anyone who's kind of been glued to Charlie's socials, you may have heard that she's uh, creatively breaking down. She wants to, you know, keep her flow going. So she's decided really, really last minute in the midst of a quarantine to release an album, which is coming out in mid-May. Uh, and her idea is that she wants to create all this music, show it through Instagram stories, tweet about it, Facebook. She just wants to like collaborate with all her fans, just be completely transparent with everything and just lay bare her creative process. 
And the first result of this uh, collaborative meltdown, but also melt up, is Forever, which is a song produced by A.G. Cook, and the music video has just dropped. So that's the backstory. Now for the actual content. So mm -hmm. Charlie is basically revisiting the territory that she loves, which is the philosophy of partying, the youthfulness of running around, having a lens flare, throwing a beer can in the air, getting an iPhone and using pixels and filters and shoving it in your face. And I guess you could kind of describe forever the music video as sort of exploring the idea of algorithm as destiny and apophenia, which is kind of this connecting of different ideas across different planes of feeling as being something that's very human and very beautiful and related to the soul. So, yeah, survival of partying. It's very Lord-esque. Uh, as per usual, Charlie's got that wannabe, imperfect pop music, kind of edgy, you know, a bit of a mess kind of aesthetic going, and it never quite works. She's way too polished and never quite feels rough, gruff, immaterial or messy enough. But that's just kind of Charlie's vibe at the moment. And the video is directed by Dan Street, who was just this random person, I gather, that she just found to collaborate with because she's trying to collaborate with as many people as possible. But this could have just been edited by Garden Reflex. That's how fast paced and fast cutting it is. I liked it. It was kind of like Six Sad World. Okay, here's my all day confession. I do like that one music video by All Day that Six Sad World Daria inspired, where all the fans just like put in disgusting, gronky videos of them, like uh, getting their butts out and doing farts on like a burnout car. Um, it's kind of like that meets like a Berlin chic. What do you think? I, I know what Daria is, but all the other words that you said, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but the music video is very Terza. And I think that it just adds to Charlie's canon of like trying to be a bit, you know, across it and a bit broken and a bit messy, but it's still quite spick and span. This is two reviews on Movies, Movies, Movies. We're talking about Forever, the music video by Charlie XCX. And yeah, what she's done with it. You can view it on YouTube right now. It has got that very human feel, like, you know, we're all in this, we're all human sort of thing mm. with all these videos that they've found and pieced together. But it's so fast, you can't really, you don't really have a second to process each thing as you do in the sort of uh, Dendy Newtown, uh, Dendy <laughs> um, opener, the one that makes me cry. Um, but, yeah, what would you give it? What would you give forever the music video in a word? I I just love that we can't resist talking about the Dendi Newtown montage. <laughs> can't talk about anything without... On point, Brady, on that. point. I just call it algorithm. Um, mm. I call it shot on iPhone. Mm, I love that. And we are going to be talking about a film festival which you can enter with a movie on your, on your iPhone real soon. But before we get to that, let's have a look at your review for two reviews today, Jen. This is the trailer for Emma. Dearly beloved friends, we gather here in this time of man's great innocence. Innocence? Innocence? No? Emma, it's just, it sounds like the most uh, obvious period piece ever. Um, <laughs> I, I think I watched the full trailer last night and I was like, excuse me, Mr. Bulvedere. Like, it's just like got all of those classic period piece lines in it, doesn't it? I know. It really is, honestly, the horniest British period comedy since the tale of two cock destroyers. 
<laughs> Emma landed in cinemas just as they were shutting down, which means that people will be talking about it inevitably as this kind of like a Weimar era high water point of inessential decadence forever. It's the 10th adaptation of Jane Austen's only interesting book about an Ivanka Sofia Coppola Paris proxy who's not mean, she's just observant and coming to terms with the power of her privilege. And if remakes are always jealous, Autumn DeWilde's debut is saying, be envious. DeWilde is an album art photographer for like Beck and put Lena Dunham in Playboy. And it feels like Lisa Cholodenko was paid by Miu Miu to remake Marie Antoinette with the Paddington design team. Everyone's hot, white, weird and nervous and the sets are pastel. It's a chewy, soft, white macaron in green grass, but you bite in and there is a little shard of glass, which I think feels like cartoon aristocracy whenever Americans go in and try and do British period dramas. It's kind of like high tea class consciousness for rich kids who somehow missed out on watching how sexy Paul Rudd is in Clueless. But I would say in this one, which all the men are a bit Mumford and Sons, Bill Nye is actually the hottest daddy around. So I, uh, I stand for Bill Nye being a clean freak hypochondriac in this movie. Oh my god, I can relate to Bill Nye. Two words, y'all. Bill Nye in that trailer as well. Just seeing Emma and Bill Nye seeing that wedding, I was like, oh, Jen, this is you and I. <laughs> I know. It is a little bit like Phoebe Waller-Bridge A24, though, so I don't know that you'll like it, Andre. Okay. Uh, just for those who have seen The Witch, Emma plays, uh, is the same actor as Thomason in The Witch. What else has she been in? Oh, oh. Good question, honestly. So much, which, so much. The thing about Emma is that you can ads. ads. <laughs> I bet she's been in ads. <laughs> um, that's Emma. I don't know if you can see it. Can you watch it still or is it? Yeah, it... You, can, you can watch it on Google Play. They dropped it to sort of make up for what they lost because they dropped it just as coronavirus was happening. So a few people got to see it in the cinema, but I know that it's really taken off because it was as critically warmly received as Fiona Apple's new album, which maybe says more about Fiona Apple's new album than it does about Emma. And it's kind of taken off online. Everyone's watching it because, and I think the key to this film is it is the most accurate depiction of Tumblr in cinema that you can possibly find. I like that. What would you give it in a word? Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I can't answer that because you couldn't pay me to watch Emma. It looks so <laughs> tragic. You couldn't pay me. I'm sorry. I'd rather watch the sad ending monologue in Lady Bird over and over for four hours than watch Emma. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it. I actually think I stand Autumn over Greta and Sophia. No, that's not but, true. But if I had to give it a one-word review, I'd just say Bill Nye. Yeah. Okay. Film Lords, Jen and Andre join me for Movies, Movies, Movies. That was two reviews, which you can read back on Instagram at movies underscore movies underscore movies underscore. When we come back, we'll tell you how you can be a part of a film festival. Righty with your on mornings, FBI 94.5. Movies, movies, movies. What's happening? Sydney Spotlight. And for Sydney Spotlight today, we have a film festival slash film competition to tell you about from the director of Little Shop of Horrors, Roger Corman. Film Lords, this sounds like a bit of fun. Yep. So Roger Corman, the legendary, notorious B-movie director who famously, and I only just found this out, has directed over 100 films in Hollywood and has over 400 credits across decades of work, is creating the Corman Quarantine Film Festival. It's just... uh, a cute little venture that he's doing to try and rally the troops 
you just got to shoot something on your iPhone, has to be less than two minutes, make it inventive, and then upload it, hashtag Roger Corman. And if you get entered into the film festival and win, supposedly he will print out an authentic Roger Corman certificate and also post about your film on his social medias. For those who maybe don't know Roger Corman, I can read a few of the titles of his early films if you'd like. Would you, is that kind of give you a bit of a snapshot of what they're going to be expecting from the film festival? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, so we've got Naked Paradise, Teenage Dolls, Sorority Girl, The Saga of the Viking Women and Their Voyage to the Waters of the Great Sea Serpent, um, Machine Gun Kelly, Hot Car Girl, The Crybaby Killer, um, Dead Girl That's Still Hot, Last Woman on Earth, um, Tales of Girls, and The Mask of the Red Death. He started getting a little bit serious later in his time with um, Devil's Angels, Bloody Mama, um, and then... He produced Boxcar Bertha, which was famously Martin Scorsese's first film. You just said a bunch of words, Jen, and I have no idea what any of them mean. Yeah, I haven't I, seen I, any of those films. I'm not no, familiar no, with Roger no. Corman, but that's because I'm a foodie. But that's okay. <laughs> if you if you want, I just think it's like a nice exercise to encourage people to still contribute to the film industry. And I mean, two minutes is, I mean, glorious. I mean, yeah. look at what Charlie XCX did in four minutes. Yeah. So if you were going to shoot a two and a half minute film to enter into this film competition slash festival, what advice would you film lords give someone? Because, you know, in two minutes, you've got to get a story across. You've got to set up the characters. How, how do you go about getting, squishing a movie down into that form and doing it on your phone? Forget story, forget characters. Honestly, just share your favorite meal. I think that the best thing right now is just cooking. I want to see butter. I want to see onions. I want to see garlic. Maybe make a dal. I don't know. Share it with me. What do you think? I agree, Jen, but don't make dal. I think that the biggest trap that people can fall into when they have a time restriction is trying to make something that's overly ambitious as opposed to really specifically pinpointing a feeling or an emotion. I think if you have two and a half minutes, you're going to want to go for tone and feeling as opposed to story, development, narrative, ups and downs, conclusion, derailment. Like, like take all the narrative tropes out of the equation and just go for feeling, I think. And just don't exploit people or animals. Mm. Hot tips. Hot tips. <laughs> Use butter, don't exploit, go for feeling. No doll. No doll. <laughs> uh, the doll's also good. Jen and Andre, thank you so much for a be- another beautiful movies, movies, movies uh, as we navigate this sort of uh, online video chat. Uh, I appreciate you coming, both coming on and uh, telling us all about what's happening and I'll catch you next week for the final movies, movies, movies that I'll be um, <coughs> with you for, unfortunately. Ah! Yeah. Yeah, we're... We're breaking up. <laughs> yeah, but there will be a nice little surprise for you uh, next week. So stick around, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Love you both. This podcast is produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. Find more at fbiradio.com/podcasts. Listener.